So I go to Atlanta and I'm there for like two weeks. I get this random reality show job with BBC America, some magic stuff. I don't, it was crazy. <laughs> it actually scared me. Their magic trick scared me. I'm like, this is some devil stuff. <laughs> this is a little too. Yo, it's your boy Business, AKA the show venter. I've been about all your favorite shows and all that. BMF, Power Ghost, Power Force. Y'all know what I do, best reaction videos on the internet. This is Love is Love Podcast. I got a special guest. I'm not gonna lie, I got a special guest in the building. <laughs> I say, one of the baddest in the game, like I'm saying, baddest of the baddest and all that. I say she be doing her thing. She got her shit done, like, she don't just look good, but she gets shit done. I'm saying, I got Kiki Ayers in the building. Top publicist and all that, what's up? That was so nice, thank you. Of course. Nah, you know I'm telling the truth and all that. I'm gonna add that to my, my ringtone, so you just... Yeah, yeah. That's gonna have to be the ringer and all that. Yeah, the ringer, yeah. Daily, daily <laughs> affirmation. Nah, for sure. So you Trinidadian, right? I am. Right, right. So like, what's your um top five like dishes from Trinidad? I, I like the doubles. Anything my mama make doubles are good. You got it. Yeah. If you haven't tried it, you have to try doubles. You have to try roti. You try roti? Yeah. You sure? My parents, Jamaica. <laughs> my parents are Jamaican. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, I like the curry chicken, the black sauce chicken. Y'all call it chicken oxtail. curry? Oxtail. No, no, no. <laughs> no, some Trinidadians they call it chicken no, curry. No, they don't. That's other people don't? that call it that. You know, other crazy people. It's curry chicken. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I had always... a debate about this like during the pandemic. It was serious. Like was I was wild. like, y'all, yeah. I don't need to know who raised y'all because it's I've like. Seen yeah. that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, um, son at my old job, like he was um, Trinidadian, he used to um, bring. Curry crab and the um, oh, doubles. Oh, my mama loves curry crab. That's what put me on it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, crazy. Crab. Yeah. Every time he bring it, he look for me. Like, yeah. Ours still gotta be super flavorful, spicy. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't really like the spicy though. Yeah, I know. You'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> my nose be running and doing that. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. Right. You be cooking too? To start a kit. Yeah. A lot? I have to. I live in LA. Everything oh, yeah. like vegan out there. Yeah, <laughs> Everything yeah. vegan, gluten free, and oh, for one cracker a day. And yeah, that's, that's all they do. Yeah, that's crazy. They even got vegan tattoos out there. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. I'm like, what's in a real tattoo? What's in a regular tattoo for y'all to have vegan tattoos? But yeah, everything wow, vegan and stuff. So yeah, I got. If I want to eat food, like I could. Yeah, I really could. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Nah, I feel you though. Yeah. So your yeah, um family's in the military, right? So yes. you like moved around a lot. Yes. Right, so like where you moved to and all that, like different places? Um, I was born in Alaska. <laughs> what? Yes. That's crazy. What's the saying they always say with Alaska? Somewhere? I don't know. I was there for three weeks. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I even got this friend named Alaska. His, literally, his Instagram is at Alaska. He don't even know where I was in Alaska. He's like, I don't even heard of that. But it was military base. And I had just missed Guam by like a week of being born there. And then we moved back to Guam. We lived in, um, where was we? we lived in a different part of California, um, Seattle, all over. <laughs> mm. So like um, you like um, basically like claimed Seattle, though, right? Yeah, I went to high school there for like a year and a half. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I think like they be having like a lot of basketball is big out there, right? They do have a lot of basketball, yeah. Yeah, I think Jamal Crow. Chill City is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's cold though, right? Everyone. It can be. I mean, not mm -hmm. like New York. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. New I ain't York never experienced nothing like that. That's maybe the I wind mean. just be slapping you in the face here. Right. You can't hit it back. I'd be upset. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Mother Nature, I got you, girl. <laughs> but you've been in LA a, a long time. I know. Why. That's why I can't move back yeah. here. I can only come here during summer because I can't. No. <laughs> Nah, Wait, definitely. Okay. Nah, I appreciate you for coming through, though. Like, Always. No, I appreciate you for having me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, you've been a real one since day one. Yes, yes, yes. I know. That was I'm the best sure. video I've ever got in my life. <laughs> yeah, nah, definitely. I had to go in. I had to. <laughs> yeah, I was doing the videos and all that. But yeah. Instagram started hating on me, so I, I had know. to like, yeah, 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 I, shit I know, I watched the whole switch, the power, and you've been glowing up, so it's dope. It's dope to see. It's dope to see. Nah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Nah, you always show love, though. Yeah. We be showing each other love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, appreciate it. But um, what I was going to say, like, publicist, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Best publicist in the game right Thank now. Thank you. I appreciate you. So, like, what does a 
publicists do? Because a lot of people, some people don't know. Um, publicists has anything to do with your public image. So when you see somebody like on a magazine cover, Breakfast Club, radio, TV, anything like that, that's your publicist. Crisis management, when they do something ridiculous and someone has to cover it up, that's your publicist. Um, basically anything regarding your public image and what you're doing, we just tell the media, we get it to the mass media, and then anything to keep your image positive is what we do. So we just protect your image. Basically. Oh, no, that's mad important, though. It is important. It's a lot. Yeah, it's you get canceled quick. Oh, yeah, it's ready to cancel quick, yeah. Yep. And the media training, of you. they don't be having media training, so. Some of them do. They just don't pay attention. Like, they just don't. <laughs> they just want to do what they want to do, and then they want to respond on Twitter, and then they want to come to you when there's absolutely, like, nothing you could do left, and then that's when it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they just panic. Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, yeah, we, nah, Max, I'm feeling it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Right? So it can get like stressful and all that, right? You be working nonstop. All day, I be having anxiety. I know your phone be going off like. 24. I know, I be having a calm day. That out of nowhere, something crazy just happens. I'm like, okay, y'all, like, come on. Come you got to get to work. You got to make some calls. Yeah, literally, you got to literally just stop what I'm doing and just like. Nah, it's a definitely. Lot. It's a lot. But. So you had a TED talk, like. I did. That's dope. I'm not yes. going to lie. Everybody can't get a TED Talk, though. I know. That's yeah. true. That's One true. One of the ones. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That so was like, beautiful. That was a great opportunity. So It was yeah. in Atlanta. I did it in Atlanta. No, nah, that was a great watch, though. I, I Thank watched you. it. Thank you. Thank you. So, like, um, just get into a little bit, like, a little bit about that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like you was making, like, good points. Thank like, you. <laughs> Thank you. Know you. Should I make you think about it? Like, yeah. 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 Um, so I basically, well, to be perfectly honest, I wrote it like less than 48 hours before. (laughs) (laughs) I literally started while I was on the plane to Atlanta and then just stayed up the night before. And then like while I was getting dressed, I was starting to memorize it because for whatever reason, they're all different. But for this one, you weren't allowed to have notes or PowerPoint or nothing. So you just had to memorize it. And I'm like, I'm not going to go look stupid. <laughs> but everybody, there was like a live audience. I was like, oh, my. that was like the most nerve wracking thing ever. But it worked out. It worked out. But yeah, we I basically talk about how to know if you're meant to be an entrepreneur which for some reason was very controversial. Like a lot of people had their in their comments. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. But yeah. what I'm basically just saying is like I don't feel like entrepreneurship could be taught. I feel like you could go to workshops and summits, even like things like Invest Fest and things like you could right, go to all right. the summits in the world, but like no one could teach you how to be motivated or to get up every day and work on yourself when someone's not supervising you or standing over you or telling you what to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's really one of those things that you have to, you know, just get money. You have to really put in work to get money back. Like, so it's not like you could go into a job and BS and act like you're working and still expect a paycheck. If you don't put in the work, right. you don't get no money back. Like, if there's no guaranteed income. So I just feel like it, that can't be taught. So I just yeah. use examples. I feel like... Really, like every great entrepreneur I know, they had some type of hustle as a kid, whether they were selling candy or I was selling Beanie Babies. My mom got them for free from work, and we was going door to door selling Beanie Babies. I just loved the idea of like making some money, even though I was selling it for low. I was like, right. I did that, like I was making yeah. some money. So I just like everyone has something they were doing to hustle. So, mm-hmm. but people are like, no, you can, <laughs> you can go learn skills. I'm like, yes, you can yeah. learn skills, but no one's gonna motivate you to utilize them, but. I appreciate all the opinions. I'm just like, I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day. Nah, it just hit half a million it. views. So I was like, yeah. so, I was like, that's dope. Nah, definitely. Yeah. Now nah, you're right though, because like you can't like somebody can't make you do something. Yeah, like they can't make you do it. You could learn it yeah, all day really. long. Yeah. But yeah. When yeah. are you gonna start? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you can like learn all the information, but you gotta yeah. execute. I know people from like three yeah. years ago who are still talking to me about the same business, and oh, what do you think about this? And it's like I could tell who, and I I get like fear and things like that, doubt come into mind. But it's like, when are you gonna start, girl? That's like, I I and people ask me general questions like, can you give me tips on how to be an entrepreneur? I'm like, well, no, because like if you're gonna start a restaurant, I can't help you. If you're gonna do an <laughs> online boutique, I can't help you. I can't. Yeah, that's yeah. such a broad question. Like, what mm-hmm. are you trying to do? Like, you trying to have your own engineer business? I definitely can't help you. Like, it's just yeah. like everyone's path is completely different. So you just have to really that's start. Right. You have to start and learn yeah. on your own. And, 
I feel like nowadays we have things people didn't have back then, which is the internet. The internet I always yeah. say Google was my mentor. I always I didn't wait on somebody mentoring me. Like you can look up stuff online and get started. So it's like you really have to have that self experience and then like just Googling and just figuring out asking questions, specific questions that can help you with yeah. your specific field and people who work in your specific field that you're trying to, you know, get into. But yeah, I mean yeah, you yeah. just got to try shit, too. Like, you yeah. just got to try shit, like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything not going to just happen. Yeah. Like, it take time. I'm sure you didn't have 10 years experience of being a podcaster before you start. You just start, and then you learn things, yeah. and you... It's trial and error. Everything is trial and error. Yeah, I started in February, so... Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. I was like, you just started. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. You got all these guests. I was like, oh, he's not going to even interview me no more. I'm taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you don't have to have me, man. Cut it out, like. You know what I'm saying? You just level my shit up like a million levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Yeah. You have some dope guests, though, so. Nah, I appreciate mm. it. You seen any interviews? Seen any yeah, interviews? I watched a few of them. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I see you. All right. I, I was watching this setup. That's how I knew what building it was outside. I'd be seeing the bricks sometimes. I was like, okay, he got like a oh, real. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. Doing that video yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I respect this setup. Damn. Not everybody's stuff looks like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But now I see the teams. I'm like, okay, I see. Yeah. It's, it's serious. <laughs> it's working. It's working. I'm saying shit like yeah. that. But you've seen the transition, though. Like, I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've that, seen the yeah. whole transition. It's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, it's dope. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. But like your your story is like mad inspiring. Thank now. you. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I just want to talk about like when before everything like popped off, like yeah. where you first started at. Yeah. Like to get where you at now, like just like a little kind. Con- um, like for PR. Um, for PR for everything, like when you like before the report, celebrity reporter. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, you, know you want my whole life story? Okay, let me yeah, make it short. Make <laughs> yeah. Let me make it short. So um, my mom was a single parent from the time I was like, I think like seven. And then my brother was born when I was seven. So like at age seven, like I, my brother was like my child. Like we used to take him outside, go play, which is crazy. Cause I have a four-year-old now. And I'm like, I would not give no seven-year-old a newborn child to go like, hey. And, and yeah. me and my sister didn't know what to do. So we just like show him off to our friends and like, look, like if you start crying, he'll cry too. Like we didn't know what we did. <laughs> we thought that was so cool. So we would... So I, at that age, I kind of just like grew up early because I was like, okay, I have this like child who's not really my child. But then we just like, it was just the four of us, me, my sister, brother, and my mom. So um, she would like always like try to like work two jobs and stuff, but she right. was battling. She still is battling like an illness called sarcoidosis. That's actually what Bertie Mac passed away from. He just caught pneumonia while he had it. Oh, so that's right. why he passed away. That's why we were like, how do you pass away from pneumonia? Because that's what he had. So it's just like a... It's just like an illness that like attacks like your immune system and you know, like right. your lungs and stuff. So she like at some point couldn't even work anymore because she got very sick. So then that put us in a situation where we were homeless like a very young age. And then like um, I think it was like in high school or junior high, and we were living out of like my mom's car <laughs> right. for months. So um, like we would just have to go to school early, shower, go back to the car, like not let anybody know. Like you know, we were like we were like we want nobody call CPS on us because we were in a small town in Washington State at the time. That's where the military brought us. Like yeah, 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 but like a smaller town next to Seattle. So Mm -hmm. we were like, yeah, we can't tell nobody, and nobody ever knew. Like we would still get dressed. My mom was like, you're still gonna get dressed every day. Like you live in a house and whatever. Mm And um, we would just go to the library after school. We lived off the McDonald's dollar menu. <laughs> and people don't realize when you're homeless, you can't take a nap when you want to. You can't cook. You can't do none of the things that, that require electricity. Um, so, yeah, it would just make the days go by super long. And we would just always be at the library or McDonald's or the car. <laughs> and um, when I turned 16, I started this program called Running Start. And it let me take high school and college classes at the same time. Oh, so, okay. um I had to pass the test, and my mom, like, basically threatened me. She's like, you don't pass this test, don't come back. <laughs> so I passed the test, and uh, so I was able to take both high school and college, but they weren't close to each other. So I yeah. just started taking all my classes at the college, and um, 
I would just like sit by myself. I didn't know nobody. Like men try to talk to me. And I was like, I'm 16. Like, oh, she a felatine. I'm like, whatever. I was trying to talk to you, no. <laughs> but yeah, I just, but so it, that was dope. Because I actually, no one in my family spoke about college at all. Like it was just something. The reason I was interested in doing it is because all my friends in high school got pregnant and had to go to alternative school. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I had no yeah. friends left, nothing to do. Let me go to college. It was so <laughs> like a random way to start college. So when I graduated from high school, I had my associate's degree at the same time. And then I transferred to Howard University, which is like a completely different world. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was my first time on the East Coast, anything, but I just loved it. Like, it was... <laughs> a, lot, a lot of stars came out of Howard. Yeah, uh, yeah. So for me, yeah. it was just like amazing. So then I just um, finished at Howard, but Howard, I was so broke. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so broke. This is before they paid interns too. So I always kept the internship, but it didn't pay. So I had to intern and work so I didn't I didn't I feel like I really got to do the college experience because I was always working and you got them crazy teachers who think that you only have their class I'm like yeah, I didn't really have time like that yeah it was way too much I'm like child if you don't like get a life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, how y'all trying to grade all this stuff like, <laughs> like going mad hard taking all points like, yeah like, yeah so I had to like balance all of that, but it was a realization for me because when you're going through stuff, when you're growing up, you don't really realize what other people are going through because you just focus on yourself. So once I got like older and would still tell stories and stuff, they're like, girl, you had it bad. Like I was like, oh, y'all, that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> so let me start telling stories. But the real realization was like when I moved into my dorm room, mm-hmm. and like Howard, everybody, right? yeah, everybody was there with like their parents and stuff and like had like all their like bedroom stuff they moved in and me I just had like a small suitcase I didn't have a bedroom like I was homeless like right. I left from like a car when we had money we would stay like a motel and stuff so I'm like wow like this is different I don't have nothing in my room I don't have bed sheets I don't have nothing right. I don't have something I could bring from one place to the other all I have is like some clothes so you had like a scholarship or like you, I you did like- I had scholarship and then whatever that didn't cover I had like very little bit I had to cover for, with financial aid um which yeah. I finessed as the years went on I would right. like the lady who put my financial aid through I would take like $90 of that and get her edible arrangement. So next yeah. semester, she just put it through. And I'm like, it was my $90 investment. <laughs> so, so when my name popped up, she just put it through because it was very limited for all the students. But it was just a little hustle I had to make sure my financial aid was straight. So uh-huh. yeah, but then um, that was when I started like interning. I didn't have stuff like that in Seattle. So um, I was like, oh my God, BT headquarters is here. And I interned everywhere. I worked at their radio station. That's where Big Tigger was. And at the time I loved right. watching him on BT and I had no idea where he was, but that's where he was at the radio station. Yeah. And I worked there. Then I went on to um, intern for BT. That turned into a job. Then I was interning out here in New York for MTV. I came out here for a summer to intern here and I stayed in Brooklyn. I thought I was so grown. I was 19. <laughs> And I was like, all my friends only make $8 an hour, and I make 10 <laughs> I worked at Junior's Cheesecake. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I right, was like, right around that time yeah, I felt so girl. I was like, I make $10 an hour. Y'all can't even talk to me right now. Like, I was, just, I, felt, I was 19 in New York, and that was just motivating for me. So when I graduated, I came back to New York, and... Um, it was so hard to get me, for me to get a job out of college, like in my field, and I thought yeah. it was so crazy because I like, always kept the internship, and then I would hear everybody that was like journalism, right? Yeah, yeah. and I, I would hear everybody talk about like how like people graduate and don't get a job in their field, and I was like, oh no, 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 this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is too much. So a lot of people don't know this. One of my first jobs out of college was working at Jerry Springer Show. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so I right there. Exclusive. I said, yeah. Love, 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 <laughs> no, it was so I got this random email to interview and I was like, I didn't even know y'all were still on. Like I thought it was just like repeated syndicated episodes. So I was like, I'll take anything at this point. So it was in Stanford, Connecticut, and I lived in Harlem. I was commuting back and forth. And that job was like 80 plus hours a week. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of times I would even just sleep under my desk because by the time I have to come back there, it's time to work. So I would yeah, I would just like sleep under my desk for two hours and then change in the bathroom and then like go to work. It was like so much like it's not just one job there. Like you do everything. You book people, 
They come on for free, but there's something online that says they get $600. And I would book them. They're like, I can't wait to get my $600. I'm like, oh, my God. You do not get $600. Please still come. Like, I just like... <laughs> and then so you would book them. You would dress them. You know, you'll notice this, too, with TV, even, like, with court shows and stuff. So the people who are, like, in the wrong and, like, you know, the people that cheat and this stuff, yeah. they wear dark colors. And people that were cheated on, they were lighter colors. So they wow, look innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. We would dress them. Um, we would prep them for the show. We would book their travel. We would do everything. So it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I'm like, and I just got so tired. I'm like, I don't mind working this hard, but like, what am I working towards? Because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be like an executive producer at Jerry Springer. Right. So I left that job and I didn't have another job to go to, but it was like December I left and then like, First week of January, I got a call from MTV, which I was applying to forever. <laughs> and yeah. I got a call there to come work on. They used to have this show called Guy Code and Girl Code. Yeah, and this is when Walden now had just came back. So I would work on those shows. Okay. And then um, it was just supposed to be like a temp job for two days. And it, I was there for almost two years. Oh, yeah. yeah so they were rocking with you. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They would keep bringing me back every um, week. And they're like, yeah, you're like... Uh, like a temp permanent person right now. Like so, game, yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, that's fine. So it was so much better. I could just go to Times Square and have to go all the way to Stanford. And it was, I love that job. I met so many great people. But again, I'm like looking at the company. I'm looking at how long people have been there. I'm like, wow, this guy's been here for 10 years. Hasn't really moved up. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It was like uh, very hard to move up in the spaces. I'm like me starting off where I'm at. I don't see myself moving up for like another 10, 15 years and like like really moving up to being a position. And I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, you always wanted to elevate. Yeah, I want to elevate yeah. faster, especially with the work I'm putting in. But it's like, I understand you really can when there's people also putting in a lot of work who've been there way longer than me. So I'm just, I look at things like that and I'm like, hmm, this is not really where I want to stay. So I had left that job too, didn't have a job offer. And I just told everybody, I was like, I'm moving to L.A. And then um, this YouTube video came out with Diddy talking about Revolt and how it was going to be the new MTV. And I'm like, wow, I work at MTV now. I wish MTV was like how it was when I used to watch it. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to be like that. We're going to actually play music. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> so I told everybody, I was like, I'm going to L.A. and I'm going to go work for Diddy at Revolt. And <laughs> mind you, I didn't have no L.A. ticket. I didn't know when the hell I was going to L.A. Did not no talk Diddy. to no... I couldn't even... Yeah. At the time, the company was so new that I couldn't even find like on LinkedIn or anywhere like anyone that worked there like so mm -hmm. i would keep checking every week and um finally like one person two people popped up on linkedin the the co-founder and president and then another guy who was over music programming so i would email them like i found out like the last of their email so this is this is also like a hustle to do if you know a company get their email format then you can find anybody you just go on linkedin type in a position so if i know like I'm looking for like a Jerry Rice who's an executive at BT. And it's, yeah. you know, maybe their email is jrice at bt.net. Then you know, if you know somebody else's first name and last name, you can kind of just know their format. So oh, Rachel Harper wow. is R Harper at bt.net. Like you just know that. You could like look it up. Like I would just look up their name on LinkedIn to see what they do. So I found this guy, Tuma, and he said he's over music programming. I knew the um, revolt. He's like, on YouTube now, right? right? Yeah, he's on YouTube now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, went yeah, to, he yeah. was over. Tuma's the legend. Like he was. He worked at um, BT Uncut, then he ran MTV Jams for years, and then he was at Revolt, blew up Spotify. Like, yeah. that's where he really blew up at Spotify, because he created the Rap Caviar playlist, wow. and then he went okay. to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I guessed his email, and I was like, do you know what I mean? I Revolt. <laughs> and, and it didn't bounce back, and I was like, yes, or whatever. So... I did not hear back anything, so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me just go. I don't really have money like that. Let me just go try to relocate to Atlanta and then make it to L.A. So I go to Atlanta, and I'm there for like two weeks. I get this random reality show job with BBC America, some magic stuff. I don't, it was crazy. <laughs> it actually scared me. Their magic trick scared me. I'm like, this is some devil stuff. <laughs> this is a little too... They had, uh, they had yeah. people hypnotizing that people and stuff. Match. I was over yeah. there looking at the window like, oh, hell no. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 
because they had control over your mind forever. I'm like, you could be right. like, go shoot them. <laughs> like 10 years from now, I'd be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> but I saw some crazy stuff. But thankfully, I got a call, like, from, I got an email from Ravon saying, can you, Tuma wrote me back. He said, can you get on a Zoom call today? I said, hell yeah, I was working. I said, yeah, I gotta take a break. <laughs> I, like, walked over and got on a Zoom for 15 minutes, talked to them. And then he called me back, like, Two days later, he was like, hey, we want to offer you the job. We'll give you the rate we, you want, but we need you out here in, like, um, in three days. And I was like, okay. <laughs> three yeah. days? Bet. So I, I literally, I was like, how can I escape this job? Because <laughs> we were out in, like, Savannah, Georgia. We would travel everywhere. Oh, okay. And I didn't know where I was. So this random person on Instagram who I, like, never talked to. He was, like, one of those, like, brother man people, whatever. I was like, hey, like, I know you live in Atlanta. I don't know how far this is from you. Can I give you some gas money? I know it's weird, but can you please go pick me up, like, super early in the morning and just drop me off anywhere in Atlanta? <laughs> like, I know Atlanta. I don't know. Oh, so you like other stuff. Oh, oh, yeah, I was yeah. way out, like, where black people aren't in Georgia, like, that part of Georgia where there's no oh, black people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you said Savannah, right? Yeah. You got, like, the country part, like, with yeah, the Yeah, like, that? yeah. Uh, it's weird out there, so. No disrespect, <laughs> but yeah. It's a little scary. So, I was like, I was like, he's going to get me. He came and got me at, like, 5 a.m. I had to leave before the team woke up. And I, <laughs> I sent him a little notice. Say, hey, guys, I got a different job offer. Thank you so much. And I gave him, like, $40, right? <laughs> and he was, he acted like he won the lottery. He's like, wow, $40? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm glad you happy, like. <laughs> yeah, so then we went to Chick-fil-A. I was like, you can leave me here. I got none of my friends in Atlanta or whatever. So then I hit them up. I ended up working um, BT Hip Hop Awards. Dude, I had random side hustles as, like, it's so funny, as one of those publicist volunteers or whatever. Okay, yeah. So I did that, and then the next day I flew to L.A., and then I started at Revolt. So it was just, like, back-to-back, and they were like, you know, we'll put you up in a hotel for a week so you have time to look for a place to stay. And I'm like, a week, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what happened was I didn't get a one day off from Revolt for, like, 90-something days straight because wow. I worked in the department that controlled the whole station, like, the music department, and no one even knew how to send a music video to air. Like, if I wasn't there, how to take a day off, they're like, oh, we'll just send it to air when you get back. Like, they didn't know how to do anything. Oh. So I didn't get one day off, so I had no time to look for anything. Like I, but you was needed, OD. Oh, I was needed. Yeah. OD, like <laughs> the president of the company sent an email. Everybody just thanking me. Diddy thanked me. Like we had a whole. I wasn't getting any sleep, nothing. And the hotel's right across the street. I'm like, I kind of want to just get away from this area. Like, <laughs> tired of seeing this whole area. But yeah, so I I ended up. It's so funny because I ended up working there when I had no idea that I was gonna work there. I ended up working there. Worked there for like two and a half years, and then um, I left and I just became an entertainment reporter full time because I was doing it on the side. So right. I interviewed everybody from Queen Latifah, Ice Cube, Nas, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, Amy Schumer, like everybody you can think of. Oprah, like top sat five. down. Top five interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your top five interview? I know it's hard. I think Samuel Jackson, because everyone, like, was trying to, like, be negative about it. They're like, oh, he's going to be a hard one. He ended up loving me. Um, Ben Affleck was really good. Ben Affleck. Um, Will Ferrell was really good. That was a really good interview. I'm trying to think. He's he's hilarious. I'm trying to think. Um, I I had Ice Cube and Cedric the Entertainer at the same time. I think they were doing, oh, obviously doing Barbershop. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know who else. I don't know. George Clooney. I love George oh, Clooney. He, he was so nice. He sat there and talked to everybody. Like, you no, know, it was late, cold outside. He sat there and talked to everybody. He was so nice. But right. yeah, those are just ones I was like, oh my God, I can't believe, <laughs> I, can't believe I just interviewed them. But yeah, I did that for. So this was the problem. <laughs> I did that. What happened, the reason, the real reason I left Revolt, I can't say too much. That's why I'm not talking too much about Jerry Springer Revolt because yeah. we did sign NDAs. But, um, but I ended up leaving Revolt, long story short, because they brought in a new CEO and they had everyone, they passed out these welcome packets that were like 50, 70 pages. Like, that's not how big a welcome package is when you usually enter a job. Mind you, I had already been working there for two years. I'm like, why am I getting a welcome package two years later? What's, a, what's, what's that? Well, it, it's supposed to just be like, welcome to the company. But oh, okay, that's yeah. what they were calling it, but that's not what it was. It was this big contract and had things in there that were crazy. Like, 
women get pregnant, you can't have maternity leave. I'm like, not that I plan on getting pregnant, but like, huh? <laughs> you yeah. can't have maternity leave. Yeah. Anything that you do revolt owns, if you have a copyright, I was like, y'all got me messed up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and it had like super crazy stuff. So this was the time that Straight Outta Compton had just came out. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, so they gave it to us like on a Monday and said it was like due like on a Wednesday. And I'm like... So I'm like, why are they like rushing this? That made me sit down and like read every page. And I was like, did wow. y'all read what you're signing? Like, and they were just signing it. They were just signing yeah. it. So I was, I saw I emailed HR. I was like, so like, I'm just if I don't sign this, I can't work here. And they had to go talk to legal for like, <laughs> they were back for like four days. And they were trying to like phrase it the right way because you know you can't do that. They're trying to phrase it the right way. And they were like, um, yeah, this is our new contract. If you don't sign it, da -da. I'm like, that's fine. And I just tell everybody, I was like, I'm not signing this. And they're like, you're acting like Ice Cube. That's when the oh, movie came out. Yeah, like, you're yeah, acting yeah. like Ice Cube. And I was like, well, look at Ice Cube now. I can't sign I'm this. Not, like, I'm not signing I'm this. Not, like, I'm not. already have other things I'm working on. Y'all not about to own it. Like, I'm not allowed to work anywhere but here. Oh, I already had all the inter like the entertainment reporter jobs. I'm like, I have to give up all of that. Like, I'm not doing that. You know. I'm not going to say what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get in trouble. Know, but, yeah. but it was like, yeah. So there was a lot of company changes that were crazy at the time that I would be dumb for me to not have other options the way people are going left and right. <laughs> so yeah. so I um, I didn't sign it. Um, I, I obviously got the severance when I left or whatever. I just paid up my rent as far as I could until like December and um so i was applying for jobs but at this point after working everywhere i'm like i kind of hate this working for people thing. <laughs> yeah. and i was like i would be so happy to get a job and then like thinking like the job was gonna make me happy right and then like after like three months i'd be like super depressed like this is not what i'm trying to do either i'm like mm -hmm. overworked not getting credit not getting a pay i deserve someone else is taking credit it's just like a lot oh, going okay. on with these corporations so i was like um I was like trying to apply for specific jobs that I thought would make me happy rather than just applying like I usually do. Right. So I wasn't hearing anything back. And this was like the first time in life I was like not hearing anything back. you always had like a job. Always, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, was, I even gave up my like college experience low key to work to make sure I would be good. You know, they, yeah. call, they used to say, they used to joke and say I minored in internships. Like I used to like always be <laughs> doing something. So, yeah. so I wasn't hearing back. So. That came, the um, my lease was up. I didn't have no money. So I went and like just like started selling stuff in my house. Or I don't know. LA, yeah, right? I didn't know. Yeah, this is LA. I didn't know where I was going to stay at. And it, like this is not a situation where I could like, oh, you just moved back home. I didn't have a home when I left there. So I don't, I don't, know, where, I don't know where to go. This is right. my home. So I was like, um, I was like, okay, let me just move into this hostel. I found this hostel that was like $33 a night. And um, my first night there was like such a eye opener. I was like, it was so surreal. I'm like, how did I end up in this, like go from this nice condo in downtown LA to like sleeping on bunk beds? <laughs> you right. know, like all my stuff is gone. All the stuff I work for, my house was, my decor would go crazy. Like all that stuff was gone, furniture, all that. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So I honestly thought it'd be a situation. I'd just be like a couple weeks and I'll figure it yeah. out. 16 months later, <laughs> so I was homeless for 16 months. I started off with two big suitcases, and then as you move around a lot, like you have to downsize, downsize. But by the time I was done, like I had like just a little like grocery store bag worth of stuff. Right. But um, I would spend every morning trying to figure out where I was going to stay that night. And you know, LA, I'm sure like New York, two people have roommates. You can't just be like, oh, you can stay here. Like that's a messy yeah. roommate situation. So I would like, I maybe could do like a night on a couch or a floor and then figure out the next spot. But I would spend every day, and all while I'm doing this, I'm, inter I'm interviewing the biggest stars in the world. <laughs> wow. I'm on the biggest red carpet, every red carpet from the every Grammys night. to the VMAs to BT Wears. And I have to look like I'm on a red carpet. So I would just, I would get creative and like um, reach out to people who had like clothing boutiques and stuff. Like, can I... Like just exchanges. I was like, I even bring it yeah, back. Dry clean. Yeah. yeah, I was like yeah. hustling. That's smart. Yeah, so I had this yeah. person I locked in with. What every time I needed something for a workshop, I just go get something from him and wear it or whatever. And then I only had like maybe like twenty, thirty thousand followers, but I would just target people that only had like seven hundred followers. <laughs> like this will help oh, you and be like, can you yeah. do my That's hair smart. for yeah. an Instagram collaboration or whatever? Yeah, I would yeah. do all that. That's and hard. so that's how I would have my hair done and whatever. But they don't know. I'm leaving this red carpet. I don't even know where I'm going to sleep tonight or whatever. So um, I did that. One time I saved up enough money for a motel. 
And I'm like, oh my God, I really have nowhere to go. I don't really give like, it was like $70. But for me, that was a lot of times I have nothing. I gave him like all my money. I walk in there. There's a huge cum stain on the blanket. The man talking about no refunds. I just sat there and cried. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm not sleeping on that. I was like, sat in the corner crying. I was like, oh my God, like what's going on? But yeah, I, I mean, when I stay homeless, I mean homeless. I had nobody's aunties, couch to sleep on. I was like legit homeless. So um, one night, this this girl who I, I didn't really like know her like that, but I was like, hey, can I stay at your place? I know other options. I was working this event in Hollywood and into like midnight. And then she was like, yeah, yeah, you can come. I'm going to be up to like three. Da, da, da. She did not hit me back. So I'm like, now I'm like, I, I can't even hit nobody. Everybody's asleep or whatever. Right. So that same hotel that Revolt put me in, it was Lowe's Hotel in Hollywood across the street. I remember just from staying That's there. That's a major hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just remember just from staying there that the hotel lobby bathrooms, their stalls go all the way down. So I was like, okay, I'm, I can't sleep on the street. I'm a female. <laughs> you may not wake up tomorrow. So I was like freaking out. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, this act cool. I went into the bathroom stall and I was like paranoid the whole, and that's where I stayed the whole night. And I was like paranoid because I'm like, I hope the, like the front desk staff didn't see me walk in and not walk out. Right. But I would like hear people come and use the bathroom. I was like super quiet. So um, I didn't cry or anything. I was just like, okay, girl, like again, like how did you end up in this situation? Like, so I was like, what right. can I do to make money, get the recognition I deserve, the money I deserve, the credit I deserve and like, still be within this industry and that's when i came up with the idea of air publicity so i was like okay let me map right. out how much money i need to make every month to live comfortably in la and to you know have a savings so if something like this happens again i have a backup plan and you things like in the bathroom right now. yeah in the bathroom yeah. i put out my laptop wow. i had the same laptop from college wow. by the way yeah. but that that made it through until i started getting real money and made it last a year <laughs> but same <laughs> laptop and I pulled that out because I just connected to the lobby Wi-Fi and I just started like making a plan. So the next morning I get up, wait for the public library to open, go in there, use their Wi-Fi. And mm -hmm. I, I had friends just from like that were actors and stuff, just from doing all the interviews and social media comedians and stuff. I was like, can I test out PR on you? I know you don't have a publicist. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying to get this PR. And they were like, hell yeah, you can try. So I go to the library the first day and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like teaching myself how to pitch based on like things I received as an entertainment reporter from publicists. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have like inboxes full of press releases. Yeah, yeah, because they're always reaching out to us to interview their clients. So I was like, let me teach myself mm -hmm. this. So I would just, in the first day, like I got... One of my one of my friend clients, I don't know if you know Kev on stage. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I got him into I think the other one was Essence or Ebony. I got him some one of those things, and then um, there's this actor Rob Riley who was on the CW. He used to be on Hit the Floor and stuff. He got on KTLA, that's our like big news station in LA. And I was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, but the next day I, I went and pitched in the library. It was crickets. And that's literally how PR is. Like some days you'll get like a lot of stuff. Some <laughs> days it's like, oh my God, why is this happening? And that's how PR is. So thankfully, um, this girl who I didn't know, I just knew her on email because she worked in the New York office at Revolt. She was like, hey, this company, it's some company that like manages, owns Rush Card and stuff like that. You know, yeah, if know you remember about, Rush, I know about Rush Card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were like, she was like, yeah, they're looking for like a journalist type of influencer to write these stories uh, for summer and post on, uh, post a story on their Instagram. Right. And um, I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, oh, how much would you charge? And I'm like, I never did anything like that where I was getting paid. I was like, you know, whatever. They're like, it's $1,200. Cool. I'm like, of course, that's great. <laughs> so I used that and I did a payment plan with uh, LegalZoom to get my LLC for Air Publicity. And then right. I just put the rest on like a hostel, um, a hostel situation. I stayed for like a week or two. And then I just, so that started going good. And I started charging people like, okay, 250 a month, which is so crazy. Uh, yeah. 500 a month, that started getting really good, 750 a month. And then um, then I was able to move into this spot in Hollywood. It was a little dingy spot, but it was cute. I wasn't homeless Coming and up. it was clean. So, yeah. yeah. So I moved in there with rent was like 1300 a month. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. Um, and I was just, I, and that's how I got out of my homelessness. But it took 16 months to do that. And then um, I started getting really good at PR. I got HaHa ha Davis was like my first client ever. Um, his manager reached out to me. I don't know why. <laughs> I still don't know why. <laughs> but he's like, can you meet with us? Uh, we're staying in Hollywood. I was like, I live in Hollywood. We met at like Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever. 
I set up a whole New York press run for that man for $500. <laughs> I didn't know what to charge. I didn't know what I was supposed to be charging. So then I eventually went up to like, I think like $1,500. So then maybe like a year and a half, two years after that, I get pregnant. I'm like, hey, let me figure out what I'm really supposed to do. <laughs> I have yeah. a kid on the way. Yeah, so then I was yeah. charging like $3,000, and. The, when I tell you the first half of my year all the way to August, I wasn't making nothing. And then from August to December, I brought in over $100,000. <laughs> wow. I was hustling my whole pregnancy. And um, one of my friends that had worked at the shade room, they had posted. Because we were all in media together. We all came up together. Right. They were like, you know, I just love your story. And this is when TSR positive images just started being a thing. They posted a thing for me, TSR Positive Images, yeah. and that went crazy. I got like 25,000 followers my first day from that on Shade Room for my personal page and like 10,000 on my business page. And then I started getting celebrity clients. I had right. A Boogie with a hoodie. I was doing stuff for Flame Mayweather, all his birthday parties. Yeah, you did it on um, 41st. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did his yeah, birthday yeah. parties. Um, I did Snoop Dogg's Grammy events. Like, I started just doing everything. Like, I pushed out. I was in the delivery room rolling out a boogie from hoodies um, album <laughs> hoodie season and it went platinum. Like I was doing that from the delivery room. I was I didn't get a day off. My friends were like, "Are you gonna like take a day off to have the baby? You're just gonna like work through it?" I was like, oh, "Whatever, like, yeah." yeah. <laughs> so then I moved in this really nice spot in Hollywood. I got the picture. I'll show you on Instagram, and it was a little blurry. So I plan on deleting it. That one went crazy. It got like eleven thousand likes the first day. I was like, "Oh my god!" But it was just like. From being homeless to going to that yeah, place, somewhere yeah. I never thought I would ever be able to afford, and it was mm -hmm. like easy for me to afford it. It was just like crazy. Happened like two months before I had my sons, it was like perfect. But from there, the business just kept going up from there. But no, nah, that's fire. Yeah, mm -hmm. lie, it's crazy. That story is crazy though. <laughs> nah, it's it's like it's it's elite. Like yeah, it's super thank you. elite. I'm yeah. And I don't like, know if I would have planned that, but it worked out. It was like, nah, don't. I mean, yeah, it happened yeah. how it was supposed to happen. Yeah, it really? did. It did. It did. And you had to keep going. Yes, exactly. You know keep going. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? She... Oh my God, I brought this on my trip the pink one and the red one, but I already wore it. So I was like, I can't wear it again because I, I didn't have laundry. I'm going to say something. something no, but I wore it. Everybody's like, that's fire. I had, I'm going to post the pictures too. I have the red one and the pink one I took on my yeah, trip. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to send you all the other colors. Right? Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> But you already know, keep going, man. You see my shirt. And yeah. Her story's crazy. Like, that's the definition of keep going. Because you don't got no excuses. Because she went from homeless to, like, she killing shit OD right now. Like, Thank and she you. keep going up and all that. So it's really no excuses. Like, you got to get up and go get it. Like, stop trying to ask for handouts. Make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to add value to somebody. Stop trying to, like, take value away. You know what I'm saying? You could go in business and code dot store. Business and Code Eye Store right now. Period. Go tap in, keep going. Kiki is, she's standing Add every color, every color to the cart and actually <laughs> check out once it's added. Don't just add it to the cart and like check out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then see what's going on and get, yeah. and get in tune. Yes, yes. But yeah, definitely like yes. every minute, like every time I see you on the gram, you're doing something else. Well, like, thank you. Get, you. you get honored for um, Root 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. BT, AT&T, yeah. 5G and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how's, like, how's, like, a normal day for you, like, so it, you wake, it's like, always the time you wake different. up, like, 8 Oh, so I wake up, I wake up, no, I wake up to be on East Coast time, so me and, like, anyone on my team, we have to mm. be up by 5.30 to 6 and, like, start, so I do that and, like, pitch for, like, a couple hours and I take my son to school and then, like, I try to just go get a smoothie or something to eat. <laughs> I used to go to spin class every day, but that's a whole different story. But <laughs> so you be on your workouts. I, I be trying. Like I nah, fell off. No, I, I would no compared to twenty twenty one. No, it was like super crazy. Nah, the abs is crazy. No, nah, I done ate like ninety <laughs> pastas since then. But <laughs> hey, we try to eat healthy. Every time I go on Instagram, I try to eat healthy. I see some bomb pasta. I'm like, ooh, oh, it's yeah, always yeah. when you try to see some crazy on there. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> They don't even sell that in L.A., though. Right? <laughs> so, Damn, man. can't find nothing in L.A. That's crazy. Nothing, but yeah. Nah, and I appreciate the support. You're always supporting me. So I was like, yeah, I'm pulled up for sure. Of course. Yeah. You always supporting me, too. I always yeah, I got to. Time. I, I literally seen the glow up. <laughs> <laughs> Fire. Every yeah. time. You're like the first one every time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure. sure. Yeah. Man. I support everybody I follow. Like, I'm not be weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so like, how can um somebody be like a client for Ed's publicity? Uh, like, they can I know. email me and stop DMing. <laughs> stop DMing. I know everybody be trying to like, you know what I'm saying, get on and all that. But you got to have something going on. Yeah, but I can't like do like a whole, like tell you all the roles. It won't even fit. Like you have a, a certain amount of words you can even put on DM. Like I can't send everything. So you just email me. That's where I be. That's where the money's at. Like I don't really be on. I get on Instagram to like post the collaboration mm-hmm. and I get off. Right. Like, I don't really, like, sit there right, and, like, computer. yeah, yeah. So, whatever pops up when I'm on there, I'm like, oh, okay, let me, or, like, I'll have to go back and, like, oh, let me go check on my friend and, like, go like everything real quick to size the part. But, like, I feel like Instagram is, like, just so capped nowadays. It's, like, low-key. <laughs> it's low-key depressing to be on it there. Cap, yeah. Not even the fact that people are capping, the fact that people believe it and, like, so easily Perception. believe it. I'm like, that's Perception crazy. Like, it's y'all crazy. are really, oh, like, so naive. Yeah. Like, Everybody's a, a millionaire. Yeah. Everybody's an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm like, where are the billionaires at? That's harder for this. I'm like, you could be paid. You don't have to. Everybody's a millionaire, though. Huh? Yeah. Everybody's a millionaire. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, that's crazy because you can't. You talking about you need a payment plan for me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you live though. Nah, everybody, <laughs> everybody crazy. Yeah. I'm like, uh, can we grow up? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about can we pause service for 90 days because I need to get the funds together, but you a multi millionaire, okay? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> perception is the new you know, reality. I'll be, I be seeing everything, so I know. Or, like, I get some clients, like, I'll give them a new client questionnaire to fill out, and like, it, on there, like, ask how much your business make, whatever. They'll be like, they put on there, like, oh, it's brought in like four million dollars in three years. And then I send them like a first draft of an article, and they're like, "No, it was it was uh, twelve million. I'm like, "That's a big difference. Which one was it? <laughs> oh, if we go lie, baby. Let me help you lie. Cause you're not you're not doing it right. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's okay. Like, it's just like you don't have to lie about stuff like that. Yeah. You can be successful. You can have a story. It's okay to be like, I'm still working. It could be okay to like, mm-hmm. I'm working a regular job. I'm hustling to get to where I want to be at. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to lie. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah just keep it on it. It's yeah. going to catch up to you. And what I know, people, mind you, I work for moguls, like <laughs> millionaires, like Jerry Springer and billionaires like Diddy. People who really have money don't talk about us. We don't want people to ask us for no money. <laughs> yeah. You know, there. Yeah. Oh, I made, oh, I brought in a hundred thousand today. Can you know the family was like, okay, work. Can't say you don't have it. Like, we don't want nobody to ask us yeah. for money. Like, you don't have to, yeah. You're not doing all that extra stuff. Like, people be like, look how much money Jay Z has and, and J. Cole. They be like super chill. Especially Even Kanye, the way he dresses up, like, they be this like chill. You don't want, Throw out there every day that oh I have like you don't want people asking you. Yeah. Next thing you know you'll get all these emails. Can you donate? Can you do this? Can you? Like people want to be left alone, so it's yeah. like a target on your back. The more money you make, you know. Yeah, that's true. Look at all these billionaires that are dying in crypto and stuff randomly and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you might not want to be that rich. Yeah. <laughs> There's stuff that comes with it. So. That's crazy. But something came to me just now. Um. So how people started to change when you started like really getting into the money, like, like I know like people, but money don't really it change the people around you. So like people start acting different. Yeah, and- people do act different. There's so many people I don't know that bring me up all the time. I'm like, I didn't even know you existed. Stop. <laughs> I tell you, there's a difference between people. Can you see me? I'm always with my child. I'm gonna be out in the Hollywood scene. Yeah. I did all of that when I first moved there, just from working with Diddy, having all the events, right. entertainment reporter, had to be at everything. So I'm like, I'm kind of tired of that now. I don't really need to mm-hmm. do that. So I'm like never out unless like it's something like big my clients are at like Grammys or BT Awards. And even then, I, like I'll offer that to someone from my team mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe we'll have more clients and I have to go help them because I already did it all. So I want to give the opportunity to somebody else. I'm like, oh, my God, this is my first Grammys. Let me, you know, and, uh, yeah. I'll help them get styled or whatever because I'm like, it's exciting for them. I remember how it was for me. It was super exciting. But. I'm like, once you done did it like five times, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, it is what it nah, is. I've been doing it for a minute. Yeah, I've been doing yeah. it. So it's just weird. People like always have something to say. The PR game is like, like the rap game for real. Like uh-huh. it, yeah. It's like if I'm not talking to your clients, like why are you worried about what I'm doing? I'm literally pitching every day. I'm tired. Like I, I, yeah. like, I have a four year old son. Like mm-hmm. y'all are bad, y'all men. <laughs> 
Just yeah. thank your mama. You know you was a bad kid. Like y'all got so <laughs> y'all got so much energy. Yeah. Like just sit down. <laughs> like I don't have energy for like none of that. So it's just weird. Like people's perceptions. I've literally had a girl come to me and make up a whole story about a different publicist saying something about me, but couldn't tell me who it was because she literally made up the whole story wow. thinking it would make us closer. And I'm just like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, mental illness is real. Like, I'm just like, people are like weird. Yeah. And it just makes me not even want to be around nobody I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm that's, good. I don't even want to meet nobody else. <laughs> yeah, that's how it be though. Like, when you it's get to so a, weird. You get to a certain level of yeah. success, like, people just be being people weird. People are weird. Yeah, I'm like, you crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm for like, sure, you don't man. have to do all that. Like, it's okay. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird, but. I guess it comes with. I don't pay attention. I just I always focus on the positive. Like you focus on a hundred percent positivity, your day's always gonna be positive. But it does get weird. <laughs> it does yeah, get weird. Definitely. Literally, like I was some. I can't make this up. Type. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what's um? Who's some of the clients like you working with now? Like with the company. Um, I really have like more business clients right now. But like on the entertainment side, like I have Ari Linux. Who else do I have? I have um, Randy Moss. I just did something with him. I've um, seen that. Yeah, yeah, that went crazy. Yeah, you saw that one? Like, yeah, that yeah, person went crazy, crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> person went crazy. Like TMZ. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. crazy. Like yeah. four, like uh, same day. Like it, yeah. it, went, it went bananas, but <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but no, it's all over. Like we have we. And I don't know if I should have done this now that like because now my that was that's what makes my day so crazy, but. I focused on like the newsworthy aspect and like what will just because I was a journalist, I'm like, okay, journalists are overworked and underpaid and they have all these assignments from the editors. So if I'm a journalist who's overworked, underpaid, and I get a zillion pitches in my email, what's gonna make me be like, okay, let me take time and talk to this person, let me write about this person, let me whatever. So I look for people with dope stories that is like newsworthy and things you haven't heard of before. So oh, we have okay. people one minute. You'll see somebody in like Forbes, TechCrunch, Breakfast Club. Next minute, they might be in like Bloomberg. Like we're all over because it's it's not really about what you do. It's about your story and it's a newsworthy. That's how, that's my approach to it. That's how I take on clients. Right. So it's just like it might it might be somebody one day who has like thirty million followers, and the next day someone who has three hundred followers. You know, because sometimes, especially in the business aspect, it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. You make it thirty million dollars in one year off your business, yeah. you know. So it's just like it just yeah, depends. Fine. Yeah, it just depends on who you're pitching to, and we you know what makes sense for them. Because a lot of times people forget media is a business. People eat off clicks, like that's how they survive. So it's like right. you have to come to them with something that's you know worth their time too. So I have clients all over. Like that's what that's why my day is crazy. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, that, I'm not gonna lie. That's yeah. fine though. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. like somebody, it could be somebody that got like. A million followers, and if somebody got like 10k, yeah, but mm -hmm. it, that person that got 10k might just need like a little amplifying, yeah, and they're mm -hmm. out of here because they built something up, yeah, like yeah, crazy. they built something up, got they got the story. funds, they got everything, they did, they, they're really investing back in their business, which is fine. Some people just want to go out and buy a designer, it's your money. I, I, <laughs> who might tell you how to spend your money? Just pay me on time, you want my service, <laughs> right, but, right. but like, yeah, like, I, it's, it's whatever you, you know you want, but it's just really cool. People have some amazing stories, that's what makes it fun for me because it's like, y'all, my clients inspire me, they have some amazing stories, and it's like people you might have never heard of before, and it's just like them getting in these publications that they always want to be in, like, that's super exciting. Yeah, them. it makes yeah. sense because yeah. your stories. Like, yeah. so Thank you. So like, yeah, so it makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. People have some. People have gone through some real things. So to be able to tell that, and it, a big part of this too, I was like one of the first people getting black people in Forbes, especially like startup companies, because oh, okay. um, I, I would always read Forbes, and I'm like, this is not. I don't get what the hype is about this person. Like his parents were millionaires. No wonder he's a millionaire too. Like I hope. <laughs> they're, like, they're like maybe you failed in that aspect if you yeah. weren't because like you came from money so just like what about people who have real i know people with some crazy stories who like really made it out the mud i'm like so i, I was like such a strong goal of mine to really get these black faces and these white prominent publications that you've yeah. never heard of before and Every time their stories would do way better than the other people's because it's just like it's something you haven't heard of before. So that yeah. that's what that's why I wanted to start. I'm like, 
course we want to support black media because they support us first. They always catch on first and then other people like then they yeah. try to take it. So of course you want to do that. But my goal is just to get you everywhere. Whether you're in a you know local radio station, whether you watch, you know, BBC America, whether you <laughs> subscribe to Floors, whether you subscribe to Billboard, no matter where you're at, like you've heard of this person. That's the goal. Like you don't want to just be in one um market you want to be everywhere to the yeah. point of annoyance but you can't say you didn't know what was happening yeah 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 you no ever had something like that happen where you like you artists dropped an album you had no idea yeah yeah and i'm that like where's their my... publicist <laughs> yeah, why did we not know this That's was happening fact. like and it could crazy. be fire too but yeah it could not. be so fire i'm like i did not know this you even dropped an album like why mm -hmm. didn't i know this happened so it's just like that's what i always think of when i'm pitching I'm like they need to people need to know this is happening yeah, like the mm. press run is mad important. Like you Absolutely. gotta do interviews. You Absolutely. gotta be outside. Like, yeah, I'm saying with different like podcasts, different Absolutely. Um, radio stations. Yeah, you gotta hit everything: TV, yeah. radio, podcast. You never know who what they listen to. Someone might not listen to Breakfast Club, but they might listen to Earn Your Leisure. Like it's just like you want to hit everything. So. Yeah, mm. that's a fact. Yeah, that's important because. Like you would just be dropping. Like I'm gonna just drop Friday. Like, yeah. Even mm. you know what I'm saying like. I mean, Drake could do that, but yeah, absolutely, everybody. yeah, Not yeah, everybody. yeah. People who don't need press could do that because they're gonna get they're they're always looking for what they're doing anyways. But it's just like, yeah, I always hate that. I get so sad. I'm like, dang, because <laughs> a lot goes into an album or like people. I know some people who take years to write a book, and it's like then you just drop it, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> And like, it don't yeah. work like that. You don't just be on New York bestseller list, like New York Times bestseller list. Just from, like you need a marketing plan, PR strategy. Yeah, so yeah. it's crazy. Nah, like, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So like, what was your like I made it moment? I don't have one. You I don't feel one? like I made it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Nah, nah. I did see. I, I did listen to that um last year. Yeah, I don't did. feel like I. I don't feel like and I made I, it. I feel like because I feel like everything's changing. Like if you were to ask me in college, people ask me in college all the time, would you ever be an entrepreneur? I was like, hell no. Like, cause mm -hmm. the way they put it out to the world, they make it seem like it's something scary. Like you have to have this big office and all these employees and all, mm -hmm. and it's like, no, you do, you could just start with yourself. And then as your business grows, then you expand and it doesn't have to be like that. You have to just have this big budget and have like a million employees from right. the jump. So right. I didn't, I didn't know. I so I was always like, no, I don't. Hell no, I don't want to be entrepreneur. I, like, I just want to work at MTV and like whatever. Then I did it, and then I was like, this is not for me. I can't take listening to nobody. I can't take working for people. It's just not in my blood. Like it's just not for me. So it's just like I feel like my life is always changing. He, I, even how I got into PR, I knew nothing about PR. So I just feel like wherever I'm meant to go, I'm meant to go. But I don't feel like I feel like it's always changing, not just one thing. Yeah, like mm -hmm. it's crazy because I think um. Y'all was listening to the interview you did on Revolt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you was like, um, you, like, get something done or you get to, like, a certain level, you'd be like, what's next? Yeah, absolutely. And I was listening to that. I'm like, yo, that's how I be feeling, yeah. too. Yeah. Because, like, I don't even really be, like, thinking about all the stuff I be doing. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I just be, like, doing something else. Like, yeah. just what's the next thing? What's yeah. the next thing? But, like, um, yeah, like, I feel like that's just, like, the hunger. Yeah, like and I talked about that in my TikTok too. I feel like that's what entrepreneurs do too. Like we like, oh my god, I really want to get to this goal, and you reach it, and you're like, okay, what's the next thing? Like it's just like it's yeah. you're not like ever satisfied. Like you always want the you always want to keep growing and continue. So yeah, I mean, I don't know where I'll be in five years. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I don't feel like I made it. Like I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, like I feel like sometimes you gotta appreciate it though, like, like see what's absolutely. going on. I mean, like really, like damn, like I really did that. Uh, yeah, uh, motivate yeah, yourself. for sure, for yeah, sure, that's absolutely. Important. No, it is. That's yeah, very yeah. true. That's very true. And, I do need to know. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like um, but like it's like a balance though, because mm -hmm. you don't want to get like you do all this stuff like anybody would have, and then you just start feeling yourself and you chill. You chilling now. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. You gonna fall off like. Mm -hmm. So if somebody else is coming, I'm saying, for your spot. So you got to just have, like, a balance. Like, appreciate it, but still keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you lose it at all today? Like, for real. Like, nothing is promised. Like, nothing is guaranteed. Like, especially an entrepreneur. Like, mm -hmm. you just never know what will happen in your market or what. So it's just, like, you have to appreciate all that. I appreciate all my clients. Even though they annoy me, like, I always tell them, like, I love you because we... Uh, Without y'all, I would have no money. Like, no business. I had nothing. Like, y'all literally brought me up out of my homelessness. Like, so I was like, I can't take that for granted. Like, yeah. the fact that you came to me and trusted me when there's a million other publicists and decided to put your money towards my business, I always have to appreciate that. So, 
Right. Yeah. And you said, I think in the interview, you said like one of your most like best traits is you're reliable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like they could count on you and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's hard. Like you can't really count on people like that. Like yeah. Well, know? me, I I always feel like I want to treat it like if it, I use my money. Like people's PR is not cheap, so it's just like a lot of times that's more than people's rent that you're paying a month. So people save up for that. So you can just take someone, which I get a zillion horror stories from my clients about. Yeah, the last post is they did, they took my money. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not even playing with nobody because I don't need street collections coming after me. Like I can yeah. I couldn't I couldn't fathom taking somebody's money and just be flexing on Instagram and I'm like and posting your location, everything. Like somebody will not run up on you. Yeah, like you don't yeah, just take their baby's on. money. Like no. So yeah. it's just like even if it takes longer than the t- term that we agreed up on a contract, like I'm gonna keep working past that till you get your money's worth. Like I'm just mm-hmm. that's I wanna treat it like if I put my money towards it. So yeah, yeah. No, that's dope. yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, relationships is the most important. Absolutely, so you absolutely. Just, yeah. yeah, like you don't want to like burn bridges and all that and just be doing crazy shit. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll, like I say, like probably like 99% of my clients come from other referrals, so it's just like yeah, yeah. I could take one client's money and not do nothing, or I could actually do my job and get like a zillion other clients referred. So it's just like yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, what's something that about Kiki that nobody knows, like that you be doing, like that's that what you like doing? to do, like you like to do. You know what I'm um, saying? Like they know, like they see like PR, they see you like going on trips, doing your thing know. and all that. Yo, I yeah. don't know. I be, <laughs> I be doing a lot of different things. Like I be everywhere. I like trying new things, but. Um, I don't know. I have like a white boy playlist. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. you got a yeah, white boy song weird. you like? What's on? I know. I have like a whole playlist. Oh, like a lot the of them. Like, you, be playing like y'all don't have American one white boy song you like? I probably don't uh, know one the white name. girl song you like? Yeah, I just don't know the name though. Like, Me neither. That's why I had to go on and shazam <laughs> it and create a playlist because I'm never gonna find it again. Uh, so okay. I just did that like two weeks ago and it be hitting. <laughs> nah, that's funny, man. But like, what's advi- what's some advice you could give to somebody? Not about entrepreneur, like just in general. Like they trying to like um, start a business or like trying to like go do social media video, like something. Like they trying to like just do something. Like they Let's feel say, like just start. Like just start. Right? Start. Like like people literally spend years waiting on. Oh, this person didn't hit me back or. You know, I don't have a mentor. I hear that all the time. I don't have a mentor. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have one either. Like, and people are like, you can't. I feel like a lot of people take it personally. Of course, there are, especially as a black woman. There's a lot of they go to other black women, and there's a lot of black people who will not help you. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of that after working in corporate, like I understand. I, I've never been like that, but I always try to understand other people's perspectives. They are a lot of times put in situations where it's like they're pinning against the other black girl and it's like then you're over here beefing with each other when y'all could be best friends and you know what i'm saying right. they do put a lot of black people specifically in these corporations in those positions men too so like i get it and the people are busy they don't have time but it's like you can't take that personally all the time sometimes people just don't have time where you're like oh yeah. can i just meet up and pick your brain even me i don't have time to meet up with nobody for lunch like i only got the time that my son is in school <laughs> Yeah. And I got to do everything for my clients. That's not a personal thing. It's like, I would love to sit down and go to lunch with you. But when? <laughs> Where? Yeah. Like, how am I yeah. going to do that? Like, I literally don't. I mean, I barely have time to eat lunch. Like, when am I going to do that? So it's like, I can send you a voice note, get you, give you some advice real quick, or send you a text or email, like, whatever I can do to help. But, like, mm-hmm. me realistically, probably traveling an hour in L.A. traffic to go sit down somewhere for an hour or two, then child, that takes up my whole day. (laughs) And then you probably want me to pay for lunch, too, which is fine. But, like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on. Like, it's just, like, work. Like, start. You have to just start. start. You can't take nothing personal, like. No, you can't take it personally. It's nobody's yeah, job to help you. And that's, that's, that's how I always am. That's how I always am. Like, even in situations where it's like, I feel like one of my parents could have helped me when they were spending their money somewhere else. Like, I've never, ever in life, even situations like that, been like, oh, they owe me. They don't owe me. They could, they could, it's their money. And that's how I always am. I never account for somebody else's money or time. It's their money, it's their time. Yeah, and you don't never know what somebody's going through. They might have some free time, but need that to meditate or work on themselves. They, you know, put it towards their mental health and wellness. Like, you can't ever assume. Well, they're out here at the spa, but they can't write me back about going to lunch. Well, that's their time. They could be at that. Maybe that's what they need to do to even like get up in the morning. You know, you don't know what people are going through. So it's just like, yeah, you don't never know. So it's like yeah. I never like 
take someone's time or money like in account for it. Like it's not my time or money. Like cause nobody gonna tell me what I can do with my time or money. <laughs> yeah. So I just never been like that. Like no one owes you anything. Not even they a response. Don't. They don't. Not even a response. So yeah. that's how you have to treat everything. So nah, and if you are gonna come to somebody, I will say try to come with something that's mutually beneficial. Yeah, like they, add value. Yeah, like add that. or and they're more likely to meet with you. Sometimes people come off like you owe them a meeting and like. And they don't even know what they want to meet about either. Yeah. <laughs> they just want somebody to just do it for them. Like, in LA them too, especially like I know the huge difference between living in New York and then going to LA. LA people love to meet just to say they're meeting. <laughs> they're like, are you posting videos? Meetings. In meetings today. Today's office with my meeting. I'm like, if you meeting that much, when are you working? Because you meeting every hour. <laughs> So it's just like it's like something. It's really like a trend, a like to do, like to be like meetings, like it, like it's supposed mm -hmm. to like it's a thing. I guess I don't know. I guess like millionaires, like so, a thing. Social media, <laughs> social media shit. Social Instagram media is shit. crazy. Instagram shit. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Nah, but mm -hmm. yeah, we coming in that close of the interview and all that. Mm -hmm. You gave a lot of game on here, like a lot of gems. <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot. Tell them where to find you at. Uh, at Kiki Airs on everything. K I K I A Y E R S. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like Kiki on the River, right? Yeah, Kiki on the River. I went there. Kiki, I seen it. I seen Just it. for that, I like, and like, like, what do you want to eat here? I'm like, I, I mean, know why I'm here. Like, my name is everywhere. It was like my own personalized playhouse. Yeah. And Drake keep my name in his mouth. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kiki, me, <laughs> Kiki on the river. I know. <laughs> and it went with the fit too. You, you put that Thank you. With the, with the red, you yeah, you know, I'm coordinating. Yeah. <laughs> you putting that shit on. You putting Thank that shit you. on, I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Um, business moving on Instagram. Yes. You know I'm mm -hmm. saying business moving on Twitter. Business is moving on TikTok. Business moving on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? On Everything. threads too, because automatically. <laughs> on threads, yeah. On threads, I know all that, yeah, yeah. I was saying, keep going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Love is Love podcast, everything, like, we just keep going. Like, that we gonna keep, I gotta go to LA. I ain't never been to LA, so I gotta come oh, out You might not like it, but we're gonna make sure nah, you have a good time. No, I make sure you have a good time. Make sure, yeah, yeah. Make, sure I'm good, you know, make sure I'm good out there and all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Love is Love podcast. Love is Kiki. Love. <laughs> yeah, Love is Love, you know what I'm saying? You know I show love and all that. You don't do none of that hating shit. Not at Everybody all. Everybody can't come up here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't come up here. I'm saying yes. Kiki is here. Mm -hmm. We got water and vodka here. <laughs> no other podcast got that. <laughs> you won't even taste the vodka. Like that's how crazy the mix is. <laughs> sip to that. Sip to that. That's crazy. You gotta come yeah. up here to understand what we talking about. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. Yeah, y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta come up here, man. Hit me up. Man. <laughs> <laughs>